Church, welcome to Home Church of the Nazarene. If you're ready to worship the Lord in here, you just say amen. amen. That's right, amen. This morning we're going to do something a little different. We're going to pray uh, for some brothers and sisters um, who are sick in body. Um, if you have a need this morning, lift your hand. If you have a need, if there's something on your heart, someone you know that's sick, someone that you know that's, amen. God sees these hands, lift it up to God. We're, we're going to stand right now in this moment. We're going to pray. That's the first thing we're going to do. We're going to pray. We're going to ask the Lord to be with our brothers and sisters. Um, our brother Jim Lathrop has COVID, and uh, so they're home right now. And we just want to pray that God build, I said this a little earlier, that God build immunity. Because he can do that. Amen. And God can, God can protect him. God can protect Janet and all those who are sick in body in our church. We want to lift them up right now. So now is not the time to be talking. Now is the time to be praying. We are praying right now. So let's bow our heads. Brother Matt, if I can have you come, please. We're going to pray for our brother uh, Jim and his wife Janet and anybody else that's on your heart. Please lift them up. And again, this morning, church, you have a need. Lift your hand. You have a need. Lift your hand. Amen. God sees his hands. Let's pray. Amen. Father, we are so thankful that we get to come to you as the great physician and as our healer. We, we want to put all of the stress and worry that comes from trying to control our own destinies in your hands. We want to lift up our brothers and sisters here. We want to lift up Jim Lathrop and his wife, Janet, that they would get through uh, the COVID diagnosis with uh, minimal effects, that you would lift them up in ways that are supernatural to their health. We ask that you would be with everybody here who has lifted their hand in person or at home, that you would comfort them with your spirit, that you would soothe them with your salvation, and that you would Remind them of your control. We thank you that you are the great healer. We thank you for who you are, and we thank you in advance for all of the blessings that you have given and that you will continue to give. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, church, what a beautiful day the Lord has made. We're rejoicing, and we are glad in it. Amen. Let's go ahead and take three minutes. Say hello to your neighbor. Give someone a hug. Tell them you're, tell them you're glad to see them. Amen. Let's do that.
All right, if we could have everybody please find your seats. Welcome to Home Church. We are so excited to have you here with us. Before we get started, we do have a few announcements. Oh man, we're starting with one of my favorite ones. Men's breakfast is Saturday, September 30th. If you are a man and you love breakfast, this is the place to be. It is at the Black Bear Diner. Uh, you can contact Ron Sherwood. Let him know that you'll be attending so that we get an accurate count so that they put us at the right size table. So, if you are a man and you love breakfast, this is for you. If you are a man and you don't love breakfast, I don't understand you. <laughs> Life groups, uh, starting up the week of September 25th. Hold for applause. <laughs> Thank you. Sign-ups are gonna be available next week at the welcome counter. We are very excited to be able to bring uh, this back. Amanda and I are super excited, right Amanda? Amanda nodded. So if you are unfamiliar with the life groups, come join one, it is, uh, it's a great time. So please reach out to us and, and join into that ministry. And then finally, but certainly not least, that's not how that phrase normally goes, uh, September 22nd and 23rd, we have There's No Place Like Home Women's Retreat. That's right, women's retreats have typically been at Tahoe, and then we realize there's no place like home. So it will be here at Home Church Friday, September 22nd from 7 to 9, and Saturday, September 23rd from 10 to 3. So you get a bunch of time for this. It's $50 per person, and the guest speaker is Lori Coombs. She's a local speaker and the author of Letters from My Father's Murder. So come on, enjoy that if you are a lady and you love women's retreats. I don't know, I'm trying to make it like the men's breakfast and it's not coming out. <laughs> Saturday's lunch will be provided by Pastor Carlos, so if that doesn't entice you, I don't know what will. Yeah, Pastor's Tacos are fantastic and you will be able to partake in those. And we will be having a translation in Spanish. So you can sign up for that event in the foyer today. If you have any questions, uh, talk to whoever's at the, at the, the Dias uh, <laughs> in the foyer. I am using too many French words today. And so that is, uh, that's the end of our announcements. Before we get into our service, though, we're going to break into our time of worship and offering. And so we always offer a few ways that you can give your tithes and offerings. You can do it in person uh, in two spots now. We have the box at the back of the sanctuary, but we have also opened up this box at the front of the sanctuary as a reminder that while we worship God with our words and with our song, that we are also called to worship him with our money. So as we finish blessing this, if you would like to come up, that is a great opportunity to uh, just partake in our worship with also the goods of our money and put that in there. You can also do it by mail or online through our website. And so if I could have everybody stand with me as we enter into our time of prayer. <clears throat> Father, we are so, so thankful to be here today. We ask that you would take the money that we give, the time that we give, the worship that we sing, the worship with the money, however we can give 
of you, that you would take that and multiply it, that you would move it amongst our own congregation in ways of blessings that we don't even understand, that you would move it through our congregation into our community and into our city. We just ask that we would be able to participate in your plan, that we would be active members of what you are doing. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother, for that. Good morning. It's so good to see your beautiful faces this morning. Um, as you all know, uh, some of you might not know, but Miss Nettie Hansen passed away uh, this last week. And um, I had the honor and privilege to go see her before she um, <clears throat> went to be with Jesus. And so while I worship and while I sing this song, um, this song that I sang to her uh, before she passed, um, I pray the Lord just speak to you, speak to your heart, open your heart. And um, no, this song's not only for her, but it's for all of us. And uh, I know she's up in heaven giving me a good little amen right there. A little Miss Nettie amen. And uh, so during this time, if you want to come give and worship um, and place your offering here or back there, that's fine. Uh, now's the time to do that. Amen. seated this morning. I will wait on you, Lord, till you come. I can almost hear the trumpet sound in a twinkling of an eye. I'll be gone. I can't wait to hear the words, well done, well done, faithful servant, well done, enter in, well done, this is heaven. I can't wait to hear the words well done. I will wait on you, Lord, till you come. I can almost hear the trumpet sound in the twinkling of an eye. I'll be gone. I can't wait to hear the words, well done, well done, faithful servant, well done, enter in, well done, this is heaven. I can't wait to hear the words 
well done. I can't wait to hear the word. Well done, Miss Nettie. I know she heard those precious words. Well done. It always puts joy to my heart. It's a blessing to know when people, even when they're sick, and uh, they could be in the hospital. And instead of watching whatever they got on TV, she's watching church with us. And one of her family members um, who were there last Sunday with her while we were having church, um, Miss Nettie um, was there worshiping the Lord with us and in her bed worshiping and singing with us. And so I got a small little clip, one of the family members uh, room full of family and love and they were all there to share this moment with her and again she doesn't know this she's just in her own she's in she's in God's house she's focusing with us worshiping with us and um, it put great joy to my heart so if we can play that please that's the end but even if it was just a few seconds she was worshiping God with us and what we're going to do this morning she said she told her family I want these songs played at my funeral well since we're not doing a funeral for Nettie they're having a funeral in Idaho I thought we sing the same songs that she worshiped this morning while she's in heaven she can worship with us this morning amen and not only do we have a plaque for her right there, we have a balloon, and this balloon represents that she is, her spirit is with God, and after the service, after second service, we're gonna go outside and we're gonna release Nettie once and for all and give her to Jesus. Amen? Who's ready to worship God with Nettie? Amen, let's all stand to our feet. Worship team, come up with me. As we worship God this morning, hallelujah. I saw the light, I saw the light, no more darkness, no more night, now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside, praise the Lord, I saw the light. Whoa!
Can somebody say amen? It was so beautiful when I saw Nana at the hospital. She was, you can, you can see she was, you know, she was shocked. You know, life just, something just happens. But you can feel, she knew where she was going. There was no regret. And you know, she, she tells me, she told us, she was born, she, she was born a Nazarene. Nine months, in the, uh, nine months in the womb, there was, you know, some of us, we, we became a Christian, you know, age 30, 13, 15. She was like, I was in it since day one. So I think she had it all. She had one on all of us, but it's okay. Amen. Amen. Let's worship Jesus. And this morning, also when we're worshiping God right now, I just my spirit is just overjoyed. Uh, our dear sister again is worshiping with us, um, Miss Phoebe, this morning as she's worshiping God. And I know with everyone who has gone before us, uh, Nathan, Nathan right now, and Nettie might just be worshiping together right now uh, with Lauren in spirit. And so with our sister, as she worships God in her native tongue, worship with us. And I can see, I can, I can sense, and I can just see her husband worshiping and singing with his dear wife this morning with Nettie. Amen.
him this morning. God is so our heads as we pray this morning as our sister and brother pray this beautiful Sunday morning Hallelujah Amado Padre que que gozo tenemos en esta mañana Señor estar ante tu presencia Señor gracias porque tu Espíritu Santo toca nuestros corazones nos fortalece nos alegra Señor tú Señor Tú das y tú quitas, Señor. Sabemos que nuestra hermana Nati está en la casa principal, está contigo, Señor. Y la palabra que nosotros tenemos en esta mañana es una palabra que nos reconforta y nos da la esperanza que algún día también estemos contigo, Señor. Bendice a nuestro pastor con su prédica, úngele y que esa prédica, Señor, sea para fortalecernos y para saber que Estamos en el equipo ganador. Gracias, Padre. Gracias. En el nombre de Jesús. Yes, God, you are so good to us. We thank and praise you for the light, the light that is Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that our friend and sister in Christ, Nettie, has seen that light, Jesus in person. We thank you for the time that she spent with us here on earth. And we thank you too, Lord, for the light that you're going to shine on all of our lost loved ones who need you so badly. We thank you for everyone who is here in person. Thank you for bringing those who were across the sea back to us. 
thank you for our pastor who is passionate about the light of Jesus and who loves you so much. We thank you for him. If there's anything in our hearts that need to be removed, do it now, Lord, so that when we hear the word, the pure word from the Holy Spirit, we would be blessed and know that we are in the right place yes. here at Home yes. Church of Amen. the Nazarene. We thank you, Lord, for that. So we know that you've already filled, Pastor, with your Holy Spirit, and we pray that each one of us will have ears to hear what it is that the Spirit is saying to us this morning. We do love you, Lord, and once again, we thank you, God, for being so good to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give the Lord a clap offering this morning. Amen. Shout to the Lord this morning. Shout to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we worship you. We thank you, God, for who you are and what you have done. Praise us to your name, Jesus. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed to proclaim his name. I am not ashamed to tell the world what he's done for me. And if the whole world decided to stop worshiping Jesus by the grace of God, I and this worship team in this church will still proclaim the name of Jesus on the mountaintop. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Thank you, church. So appreciate you. I keep that worship team may be dismissed thank you so much I want to play that video one more time if we can it's so short but I want to play it one more time because this this speaks to me so much in so many different ways Now, I don't know if you noticed this, but when her whole body can't move, she was still tapping with her hands. And I said, Lord, give me that heart that if I become crippled one day and all I can move is my pinky toe, Lord, that I will give my all to you and worship you with my whole heart. What a beautiful thing. And you know, I, I, I find it so amazing. Such a lovely family that she has. And before she passed, she said, you know, Pastor, not everyone in my family is serving the Lord. And it was crazy because it was just a few months ago. We were in the hallway. And she said, not every one of my family is serving the Lord, Pastor. She had my hands like this. And she said, will you do me a favor? When I go, and she had no idea, will you still pray for them? And it was amazing to see her family, who some I'm pretty sure may not be serving the Lord, whom the Lord loves, and of course, Nettie loves, and they're there having church with her in that room. And somebody told me, what does it feel like to have Nettie? You're the, out of all the sermons she could have heard, she, you're the last sermon she heard. I said, man, it's a great responsibility. It feels heavy. I also feel honored and blessed. And the last songs that she sang were songs that we sang here as a church. Amen? And because of Nettie's love and everything that I just, I, I, I want to share a little story 
nothing crazy, but one of the first times I've met Nettie, besides being in a room with her as I came in, and Pastor Todd, my pastor, introduced me, a previous pastor introduced me uh, to her. Um, she had one, one kind of crazy sense of humor. I mean, just a, if you didn't know Nettie, you'd just go, man, I... She came down to the kitchen. I was cooking some chillerianos. I had some chillerianos in the microwave. She came down and she said, what is that smell? And I said, oh, it's a chillerianos. She said, man, it smells good. She goes, is it spicy? I said, no, it's not spicy. Uh, she goes, well, I don't really like, you know. I said, well, you want to try a bite? Sure. She tried it. Mmm. She goes, that is really good. Her eyes got real big. And, uh, I always wanted to make Chilerianos again for Miss Nettie. And I never did. She never asked. So today I thought, last night I made some. And we have some in the cafe. So if you like a Chilerianos, go grab one um, for Nettie. But it was, it was amazing to hear Nettie tell me. She looked at me and she said, you know what? So yeah, she goes, you're going to be a good cook someday. <laughs> I said, thank you. Thank you. And then the first service I took, oh, when, when, I, when by God's grace, when I became the pastor of the church and we were outside in the parking lot, she told me in her house, she had me over, she goes, you know, I'm pretty old. I said, you are? She goes, oh yeah. She goes, I've been around a long time. And I want you to know, I'm behind you. And that meant a lot to me. I don't know why she said it like that, but she said, I'm behind you. And she said, you know what? You're going to be a good preacher one day. <laughs> so I hope today is that day. Amen. <laughs> Miss Nettie, we love you. Um, I want to share a, a little story with you that I came across before I start this morning. Um, it's about a, a, a man who would preach very long sermons. Um, this pastor said here, after a very long and boring sermon... The parishioners filled out, uh, they came out of the church saying nothing to the preacher at all. Some were actually a little angry. Towards the end of the line, there was a thoughtful person who always commented on the sermons. Pastor, today your sermon reminded me of the peace and love of God. The pastor was thrilled. No one has ever said anything like this about my preaching before. Tell me why. Well, it reminded me of the peace of God because it passed all understanding. <laughs> and the love of God because it endured forever. <laughs> Amen. You know, I hope this morning, my sermon, it, it, you don't have to use that scripture for this sermon this morning. But if you do, uh, I mean, oh, God can still speak to us. Amen. Last week, we spoke about making time for what's important to us. Um, fall preparation, part two. What is valuable to us, we make time for. If work is valuable to us, we make time for work. Over time, well, money, if it's money, whatever, uh, sports, uh, camping, whatever, whatever's valuable to us, no matter how busy we are, we will make time for what is valuable to us. It's, that's not bad. It's, not, it's just true. We will make time for what we value in life. And so we talked about a few things uh, last Sunday 
if we value having God in our life, we want to make sure we set some time aside, and we call that setting up an appointment with God. And so this week, I was pleased to hear some people set some time. They said, look, Pastor, I'm, I'm setting time with God. I'm making an appointment. I'm setting some time aside. I'm waking up a little earlier in the morning and making sure me and God have our time. Can somebody say amen? Um, if you want to talk to someone, you set up an appointment. You want to talk to God, you set up an appointment. Number two was be still and worship. All throughout scripture, we know that God says, be still and know that I am God. He says, be still. But what's amazing about the, the story that we read in 2 Chronicles, not only did he tell them to be still, but he said, I want the worship team to go out before you guys fight. So I want you to be still, but I also want you to worship me and praise me. So I wanted to add that little worship because, again, we don't want to forget the aspect of worshiping God while we're being still because all throughout Scripture, when people worship God, chains broke, walls came down, mountains moved. Amen? So be still and worship. Number three was pray and read. Pray and read the Word of God. Um... Number four, listen and write. Listen and write. So this is part two of fall preparation, going back to the basics. I want to I set an appointment. I want to be still. I want to worship. I want to read. I want to listen. I want to write and listen. But why do I want to do all these things? What's the purpose behind it? It's because I want a relationship with God. I want to know God. I want him to know me. The question I have is, can you recognize God throughout the day? Can he, can he say something and you recognize his voice? Y'all remember a time without caller ID? Who remembers that time without caller ID? I remember when I was very slow, I remember grabbing the phone and I didn't know who it was. I'd say, hello? It was like a mystery. You didn't know who was on the other line. They called, and you, it was it's like you were, you, were taking a, you were taking a chance. You know, you weren't sure who that was. So let me give you a little, little example. The phone rings. Ricky's calling, and she says, hello? And I say, hello, who's this? And Ricky says, it's me, Ricky. I say, who's Ricky? Now, thank God that didn't happen. I wouldn't be here this morning. But if I didn't know Ricky's voice, if I didn't know her, if I got married to her, but we never spent time together, she could call, and I wouldn't know her voice. And so the question I have is, can God in the grocery store this morning, um, through your week, can he call you? Can he say, hello, and can you pick up the phone and say, hello, Lord, speak to me. Your servant is listening. I'm, I'm ready. I'm here. Or, or do you know that's not God? Get behind me, Satan. I ain't going to listen to that. Some people think that God doesn't speak anymore. Once the scriptures were canonized, once the Bible was done, 
God's done speaking. I have a hard time believing that, though. I have a hard time believing that for 2,000 years, God has not said a word to humans. Now, I'm not talking audibly. I'm not saying they, I'm talking about an impression. I'm talking about a leading. I'm talking about when, you know, when you're sleeping and, you, and maybe you wake up and you say, you know, I, I feel, I sense, it's like a whisper. You know what I'm talking about? I sense the Lord. He, he wants to talk with me right now. He's saying something to me. I believe our God is still a speaking God. There's a quote from Dallas Willard. He says, if God doesn't speak today, then the greatest disservice we could ever do to people is to tell them they can have a personal relationship with God. God is still speaking. Our God is a speaking God with the ability to communicate to his children. He wants to do that. So how do we recognize God's voice? Through relationship. So having a relationship with God, point number five, I'm going to get right into it right here, needs to be, a relationship with God needs to be a priority. Somebody say priority. priority. Someone say priority. priority. Someone didn't say it because they don't have a priority with God. If they're honest with themselves, someone say priority. God gave you a third time. It's okay. God creates man and woman, and the Bible says he walks and talks with them in the cool of the day. How wonderful was that? Jesus, God himself, walking in the garden with Adam and Eve. You know? What a, can you imagine just how beautiful walking and talking with his creation? Talking with us, to us. But then all of a sudden, sin came into the world, and the moment sin comes into the world, something changes. And while I was doing my my devotion, while I was reading, something caught my attention that I've never picked out before, and I'm not sure if you've seen this, but check this out, Genesis 3.8, something happened that I've never seen before right here. It says, Genesis 3, and they heard the sound of the Lord. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? So think about this. They have already heard. They already heard the Lord. Now he's saying, where are you? And he said, I heard your voice, past tense. I heard your voice. So he, was already, he already heard God. I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid. Because I was naked and hidden myself. You see that? I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid. This really spoke to me. You ever have someone tell you they're afraid? It blows my mind. Think about God. He never did anything to Adam and Eve for them to be afraid of him. Think about that. We were afraid. That got a shot, God. Afraid. God never heard those words before. Afraid. We heard your voice. And we were afraid. (laughs) 
As soon as sin came in, they were afraid. Which tells me sin makes us afraid of the voice of God. That's why some people don't go to church. Because they're afraid of God's voice. How many know we're all sinners saved by grace? Not one of us are perfect, but that's why some people can't walk through the doors of the church or any church because they're afraid of God's voice. Imagine this. God is walking, talking in the garden, speaking. Maybe one day, I, I like to let my imagination roll. You know, he, he, he loves us. He just wants to walk and talk with his creation and, and God's maybe showing them a waterfall. I don't know what those conversations were like. Um, you know, Adam, what did you name that one? Oh, I named that one a pig. That's a good name. You know, what's that one? Oh, I named that one dog. And God's like, no, you should have named it cat. It looks like a cat, not a dog. I mean, I don't know. You know, you know, maybe he took them up on a hillside and showed them, uh, you know, all the elephants and giraffe. I, I, you know, maybe he said, hey, guys, tonight we're going we're gonna to take a look at the stars. I want to show you guys the stars. And you know, we're told that stars are millions of light years away. So I don't know if God created those stars millions of years ago before he created Adam and Eve. It's pretty interesting stuff. And, and waited 300 million years later and said, I can't wait to show Adam and Eve. I can't wait to show them what I created, what I made for them. I can't wait to show them. So he creates this world for his children. He talks to them. But the first thing that happened when sin came into the world, they were afraid of God's voice. What causes us to be afraid of God? Our sin. But how many know Jesus came to restore what was lost? So not only does he restore us, he still, by God's grace, wants a relationship with us. God wants a relationship with you so bad, with us so bad, that he could have gave up on us. But instead, he, after the fall, instead he, he comes down and he lives for us. He serves us. He dies for us. He's buried for us. He raises from the grave for us. And the first thing he does, he doesn't take a sabbatical. He doesn't say, you know what, I need a, I need a, I need a vacation, Lord. God, after what I just did? No, the first thing he does, he goes and finds some people and he wants to talk with them. Matter of fact, one of them is Mary, and he goes and talks with her in the garden. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to push this. He wants to talk to you. Is it a priority that you set time aside to talk to God that you may know his voice? There's that old hymn in the garden, and he walks with me, and he talks with me. He walks with me. He talks with me. Something that so many people take advantage of. Adam and Eve had this, had this relationship with God and all of a sudden it was gone. Can you imagine that? Gone. 
But guess what? We still have that opportunity where we can talk with God. Sometimes I don't think we understand how privileged we are. I was talking to Miss Jeannie, and we were talking about back in the day in the Old Testament, the prophets would go into the presence of God, and they'd have little bells around them. And if they weren't right, the, they would drop dead. But they were the only ones able to go in. How many know we are now priests? We can come into the presence of God. Amen. We can come into the presence of God. Don't take advantage of the communication that you can have with your Savior. There was a story about a little boy asked his parents, who's Andy? His mom said, what do you mean, Andy? He says, you know that song we sing, Andy. Andy walks with me. Andy talks with me. <laughs> you know, I'm not here talking about, I'm here talking about a Savior, a Christ who died for us. We can talk with him. We can speak to him. So I wrote down, whose voice are you listening to? Whose voice am I listening to? Speaking of the garden, how many know there were two trees? The tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. There's two trees, the tree of life and the tree of good and evil. Amen? There was the tree of and the tree of Which, I mean, it doesn't say this, but the knowledge of good and evil was the tree of death. Because when you ate it, you died. So there's the tree of life and the tree of good and evil. Now, one of the first questions I asked my Sunday school teacher, why didn't they die right away? I remember this. I was always thinking, they ate it, but they didn't die. It was a a spiritual death. The moment they took of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they spiritually were dying. Dying spiritually, separated from God. And when this happened, God, what did he do? He immediately drove them out of the garden and he put an angel there to protect it and said, they are not allowed in. Are you following? Listen to me. The moment they disobeyed God, God drove them out of the garden and said, get your little behinds out of here. He didn't say that, but he said, get out of here. And he put an angel there to protect the garden and said, they are not allowed in. Least they eat from the tree of life and live forever. Whoa. I thought about that, and I'm thinking, you can look at that, that's in Genesis 3. The verse, I'm not, but I know it's in Genesis 3. It's crazy to me how some people think God is cruel. God is a cruel God. He's mean. But I'm going to tell you this morning, it's all about grace. Because if God would have allowed them to eat of that tree in a fallen state, they would have lived forever in a fallen state. So instead of him, instead of them, instead of God... Doing what I would have done to my kids. Oh, poor mijo, he made a little mistake. It's okay. No, he says, get out of here. 
You're in a fallen state. I got to think about what I'm going to do here. Because if you eat of this tree of life in a fallen state, you're going to live forever in a fallen state. But guess what? He did come down to redeem us, and there is a tree. It's in heaven, and we can eat of the tree of life anytime we would like in a redeemed state. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Amen. tree of life, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You know, God never wanted us to choose between good and evil. He never, he never said, you know, there's the tree of life, there's a tree of good and evil, you can eat the tree of good and evil just, just on this side of the tree because that's the good side and that's the evil side. God never wanted you to choose between good and evil because what's good? He wanted you to choose between life and death. I'll take it another way. He wanted you to choose between his voice and Satan's voice. Church, don't get me started. We could be here all day. I'm I'm so excited. I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm going, man, God never wanted me to choose between good and evil. It's between life and death. And whose voice Am I listening to? Think about it. There's a tree of life and the tree of good and evil. I'm going to say it again. He never wanted you to choose between good and evil because you can think you're good and be evil. There has to be a difference between Life and good. There has to be a difference between life, his voice, and good. Because the Bible says our good is filthy rags. He wanted you to choose life. He wants you to choose his voice. And the way you choose life is you listen and obey his voice. But you can't listen and obey his voice if we don't know what he sounds like. Because we can, we can go off our emotions. I want to encourage you this morning, never live your life following your heart. Because your heart can lead you astray. Don't follow your conscience. Don't do what Pinocchio did. Because your conscience could lead you astray. Follow his voice. Because his voice will never lead you astray. You hearing me? Listen to me, teenager, young kid. I know they say, follow your heart. And I know why they say that. But don't follow your heart. Follow his voice. Because I know a lot of people who follow their heart. They follow their heart into bitterness. They follow their heart into unforgiveness. They follow their heart into places because they've been hurt. Because they were upset. They follow their heart and their heart is going to take them straight to hell. Follow God's voice. But it's kind of hard to if you don't have a priority to making this important. I think it's crazy too. <laughs> I don't want to go off, but he also said there's, we talked about this, there's power in life. There's power in the and there's life or 
when he spoke, it was life. When the serpent speaks, it's death. Folks, when I was writing the sermon, I was getting, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a 10-hour sermon. I'm like, no, slow down. So as we prepare for fall, number one, we set up an appointment. Number two, we be still and worship. Number three, pray and read. Number four, listen and write. Number five, priority. Priority. May, may this, as we, as we prepare, as we go into the fall, you know, I, I like to keep, I, I paint this picture in my head, and I was doing this, I, we, we're, we do spring cleaning and we do a fall cleaning. And we kind of go through the garage and we kind of look around and we say, okay, we got to get rid of this. We gotta, we're not using that. This is, you know, we're dusting things. I want to go beyond dusting and just keeping things just and, and, and hoarding. I, wanna, I want God to cleanse out the garage of my heart that I may be prepared for what I really do need instead of having just a bunch of junk. You know what I'm saying? God, prepare the garage of my heart. Prepare the rooms of my heart as I go into fall, as I go into Christmas, that I may hear your voice that I may know who you are. And I do that by what? Setting up an appointment, be still in worship, pray and read, listen and write, and make it a priority. So question, who here, watching online, Miss Nettie in heaven? Oh, she's like, she's right now she's saying, amen, preach it, tell them. <laughs> who here this morning, set time aside, And actually said, God, it's me and you. It's me and you. It's you and I. I'm going to make this a priority. Can we do that, church? Can we do that this week? Can we do that this, the rest of this year and beyond? Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning. It's so good to see your beautiful faces this morning. I'm so blessed to be a part of what God is doing here. Um, here at our church, Home Church of the Nazarene. What a blessing it is to be serving God with brothers and sisters who are faithful to the max. Uh, our sister Nettie, um, who is faithful to her dying breath, here every Sunday. Um, I, I, here, I mean here. Um, there were times she couldn't make it, sickness and stuff that happens to all of us, but she was here. And even at the hospital, she was here. And I, I think about those words, well done, good and faithful servant, enter in. Well done. Nettie heard those words, well done. And I want to encourage us, we also are going to hear those words by the grace of God. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter in. Maybe this morning, maybe this morning, you're not right with God. Maybe this morning, Jesus is not living in your heart. I'm going to be honest with you, church. When I was told that was the last sermon Nettie ever heard, my heart started racing because I know Nettie's serving the Lord, but I always make sure I give someone an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ. And there has been a few services, things happen, and I, those nights I can't even sleep. I'm thinking, Lord, have mercy on your servant. This morning, I want to give you an opportunity. You're here in this place. You say, Pastor, I'm not right with God. Jesus is not living in my heart. I want to receive him to be my Lord and Savior. I want to ask him to forgive me. 
We could talk, you know, we can talk about theology and all those other things later, but right now, at the end of the day, right now, rubber meets the right here. Is Jesus living in your heart? Are you right with the Creator? Are you right with God? That's you this morning. No one's looking around, all heads bowed, all eyes closed. This is between you and God right now. You say, Pastor Carlos, I'm not right with God. If I was to die right now, I would not make heaven my home. I would not hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. There's some other words the Bible talks about. It says, depart from me. He says, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, for I never knew you. I never knew you. What a scary day. What what words that no one should ever hear. But that's why he sent his only son to die on the cross for us. Grace, grace and mercy. He shed his blood for us that we may be saved, that we may be redeemed and eat of the tree of life and live forever in his presence. That's you this morning. You say, Pastor, I'm not right with God. I want to receive Jesus. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Come to the Lord. Pastor, that's, that is, is right up my alley. I want to receive Jesus. You lift your hand. You lift your hand right where you are. God sees that hand. Thank you, sister, for your honesty. God sees that hand. Thank you. Hallelujah. Anyone else? God sees these hands. Honest hearts in this place. Amen. God sees those hands. Amen. You can put them down. Hallelujah. I want to hold this out just a little longer. You're here in this place. You want to receive Jesus. You want to receive the Lord as your Savior. You lift your hand. Say, Pastor. I want to do that. I want to repent. You lift your hand this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet, church. We're going to pray this morning. back to out of the abundance of the heart the what's in your heart will come out and if honesty repentance sorry is in your heart it's going to come out of your mouth if you believe yeah you might have a little doubt but if you believe lord i believe you died for me i believe and i believe i'm forgiven out of the abundance of the heart the mouth will speak Speak this morning these words. Bow your heads with me, church. You raised your hand. You want to pray this prayer. Pray with me right now. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I am sorry. I am sorry for what I've done. I do believe you died for me. And you rose on the third day. And you're coming back soon. Lord, I surrender my life to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You want to see Jesus 
You want to hear Jesus? You can do it right now. You can do it this week. Just another encouragement. What are you listening to? What's playing on that radio? What are you watching? What are you putting into your home? What are you putting into your mind? When you're working out, what are you listening to? While you're working, who are you talking to? Be mindful, amen? Because there are worse things than COVID. There are spiritual sicknesses that, that, that are worse than what this world has. It's things that we cannot see. But we have something. It's, and, and this one works. It's a spiritual vaccine. It's the blood of Jesus being poured into our, our veins. Amen. And this one right here will protect you from hell. It can protect, yeah, sickness might get you, but it will not take your soul. Amen. Nettie, oh death, where is your sting? Father, in Jesus' name, I want to thank you for this morning. I want to thank you for the life Nettie lived the example that she was to so many here and so many even back where she's at right now in Idaho. Her body's there, but her spirit's with you. Lord, I just want to thank you. May we never forget the sacrifices that she made here at Home Church of the Nazarene. Sparks First Church of the Nazarene. Her home. Lord, I pray that her spirit even though she's with you, God, that the life lived, the baton would be passed down to someone here. As there's, a, as there's someone missing in a pew, Lord, that you would replace it with somebody who has the same heart and same spirit Miss Nettie did. Father, in Jesus' name, I want to thank you, Lord. And may we, may we here in this place not take this for granted, but Lord, may we continue passing the baton as we have it, may we run the race like she did and finish the race. Not perfectly, but by your grace, Lord. And I want to thank you, Lord, for Nettie. I want to thank you for her family. I pray a blessing over them. Blessing over our church. Bless the rest of this day. And bless the Chilorianos. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Be blessed, church. Thank you. Have a wonderful Sunday. Amen.